Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we got sports obviously to talk about and we got movies that uh, I've watched during the past week, especially a a handful today because I was stuck at home um, just passing time because tonight I have a flight to Madrid and my road to Europe begins tonight or tomorrow because you know, the the time zones and everything. So yeah, I'm going to have to make a pretty quick episode for today. So I'm going to try to make it under an hour. I'm saying around 50, 55 minutes. But let me just shut the hell up so I don't waste any more time. You know what it is. Let's start off with the MLB scores. We're going to do this a little differently because I don't want to go by every single game. Um, So Monday, the Phillies, the Braves, the Blue Jays, White Sox, Cardinals, Padres, Rangers, Reds, Giants, and Twins. They all won their games on Monday. Then on Tuesday, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Marlins, the Braves, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Mets, the White Sox, the Cardinals, the Astros, the Padres, the Guardians, um, the Reds, the Giants, the Mariners, and the Dodgers. They win on Tuesday, June 14th. So, okay, Wednesday, June 15th, the winners were the Phillies, the White Sox, the Astros, the Diamondbacks, the Royals, the Twins, the Yankees, the Braves, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Brewers, the Pirates, the Padres, the Guardians, and the Dodgers. And then on Thursday's winners, June 16th, the A's, the Padres, the Orioles, the Guardians, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Mets, the Rangers, and the Angels. Then Friday, June 17th, the Phillies, they win. The Cubs win. Brewers, Giants, Phillies again in the doubleheader. Uh, The Orioles, Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Rangers, Rockies, Astros, Diamondbacks, Royals, Mariners, and Guardians, they all win on Friday. Then Saturday, June 18th, the Cubs, Yankees, Giants, Rays, Royals, Brewers, Tigers, White Sox, Mets, Angels, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, Rockies, Twins, and Angels. They win on Saturday. And then yesterday, Sunday, we had the Nationals, the Pirates, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, the Brewers, the Marlins, the Braves, the Rockies, the A's, the Guardians, the Angels, the Diamondbacks, and the Astros win their games yesterday. I'm just going to do that for now because I don't want to go to every single game by every single score. I'm just going to tell y'all uh, the winners for every single uh, every single day. Just the team who wins the game and that's that. Because that just saves time. That took me, what, two minutes to do? So instead of wasting five minutes, so I'm going to just do that for now on. Now let's move on to, well, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, we've under-wrapped two games so far. And the Lightning are in really big trouble. They are in a lot of big trouble. Wednesday was game one. That went to overtime, but the Avalanche eventually took game one, four to three. So that was a pretty big win for Colorado. But then game two, it was not even close because the Avalanche, they also beat Tampa Bay seven to nothing. Yeah, I've never seen Tampa play that bad uh, in Game 2 on Saturday night. So tonight is Game 3. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to be wa- be able to watch the game. 
if they're playing it at the airport, maybe, but probably not. So, or if they have a TV in, on the plane, that would be awesome. I don't know if they have planes or that, whatever. I don't know if I'm going to watch it tonight. But either way, uh, Tampa Bay needs to win tonight because if not, then that's a wrap, man. They'll be down 3-0 in the series and yeah, that that won't look good, man. Their, their chances of three-peating will be really be slim to zero, slim to none because they don't want to go 3-0. They got to at least get two wins at home so they can tie the series up, then go to Colorado, then go back to Tampa and see if there's a game seven. But right now, we're just going to see if there is if, if there even is going to be a game five because right now the Avalanche are looking really fucking good. So let's see. Let's say Tampa Bay hopefully takes a W in game three and we'll see who goes from there. Um, but I have I have lightning in seven now that I changed my predictions. Okay, now let's go to college baseball. Um, we had Friday first two games of the Super Regionals, I believe. Um, and it was a double elimination game between Oklahoma, Texas A&M. Oklahoma won that one 13-8, and Notre Dame defeated Texas 7-3. Then on Saturday, June 18th, we also had two double elimination games Arkansas versus Stanford. Arkansas destroyed Stanford 17-2. And then Ole Miss defeated Auburn 5-1. And then yesterday, Sunday, we had elimination games. The teams that lost the previous games, uh, Texas versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M defeated Texas 10-2, eliminating, obviously, uh, Texas. And then Notre Dame and Oklahoma. This was a double elimination game, so... Uh, Notre Dame, who lost to Oklahoma 6-2, they still have a chance at revenge sooner or later. And then right now, it's Auburn versus Stanford. Actually, the bottom of the ninth inning, but Auburn is pretty much about to close this one up. There's two outs left. Uh, so, you know, it's 6-2 Auburn. So it looks like Stanford is going to get eliminated if they can't do something here. And then at 7 tonight, we have Ole Miss and Arkansas, so we'll have to wait and see for that game. And then tomorrow, the elimination game will be Texas A&M and Notre Dame. But that's what we have so far for the College World Series. So, But anyways, let's get into the NBA because we won't be talking about the NBA for at least a couple of months. Or actually, no, maybe next week. The draft, obviously. The draft is this Thursday, so I'll talk about it on the next episode. But, you know, basketball games, we won't get to see that until October. I mean, I guess July, if if you count Summer League, but I don't I don't really watch Summer League like that. I guess I'll cover it if I can, but whatever. Um, I think we ended up off at Game 5. So yeah, Game 5, we know Golden State won that series. We know that already. It's been like, what, f- uh, four days already since the, since the last game. So yeah, Game 6, Golden State Warriors, they defeated the Boston Celtics 103-90, to and they win this series. Steph Curry wins his fourth championship. Steve Kerr wins his ninth overall, his fourth as a uh, as a coach. Um, so this is this is impressive, man. Uh, breaking records. The Boston Celtics they came up short, but they will definitely be back in the NBA Finals with this young team that has led them uh, with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, and obviously they've been putting up a lot of work into this. Now, obviously Tatum could definitely improve um, because definitely was not his best performance in the playoffs. Those turnovers were were literally, uh, you know, records that were really stored and just couldn't be broken ever again because those were really bad records he broke with 
what he had a hundred turnovers in a single postseason. That was uh that was pretty tough for um for for but overall I'm not gonna put all the blame on Tatum because uh, obviously overall we saw the rest of the team really just not stepping up sometimes. Uh the rest of the postseason they were able to do it, but against these last three games uh, game four, five, and six. They were they just couldn't do nothing, man. They lost the last three straight games. Yeah, Boston just couldn't stop them at all, and then that was that. But Golden State, man, they were lights out. Steph Curry won his first Finals MVP. Finally, it's been a it's been about damn time. So that was impressive for him, obviously. And you know that that was a big big moment for his career. Now that he has as much championships as LeBron, a lot of people now would put him in that top 10 all time. And honestly, I can't disagree if you put him top 10 of all time. I don't know when. I think I might do a top 10 NBA players of all time or a top 30 or something. But that's going to have to be on hold for now. And if honestly, if I'm thinking of it right now, I don't know if I'll put him in my top 10. I could make him around 11, 12 at the moment. But I might just have to check. But it's definitely valid to put uh to put Steph Curry top ten, top five. I think is a is a bit of a reach. I think there's definitely five players in the NBA, of all time, better than Steph. But, uh, top ten sounds pretty reasonable. So you know, and you know, again, man, they their ceremony or their parade is actually today. It's I was actually watching a little bit today. Draymond Green is still talking, so much shit, <laughs> um, as what he does best. You know, so uh, he's enjoying that. He's in. He's enjoying trolling all the Celtics fans, and well, honestly, can't blame him, man. Can't blame him because I know they were in his fucking head, and you know he was like, "Try me, try me," and well, you know he got the last laugh, taking his fourth NBA championship. So congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. They're the twenty twenty two NBA champs. We'll have to wait if they're gonna repeat next year. Or a new champion, Miami. Yes, sir. We're winning it next year, 2023. This is, this is going to be our year. Promise you. All right? I'm not going to put that on God, but I can promise you. All right? Thank you. Anyways, now let's move on to uh, movie reviews. So before we get into the music, let's talk about a, couple, a handful of movies I've been watching the past week. I've been catching up with a couple movies I've wanted to watch that's come out this year. Um... All of these movies have uh, have came out in the first half of 2022, so just going to talk about it. So I saw Sonic. Let's start off with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I actually was watching it in theaters like a month ago, but I actually finished it because I didn't actually finish it at the theaters because some bastard pulled the alarm at the movie theater, which basically scared a bunch of people thinking, oh, something happened and... We just decided, you know what? We don't want to return to the movie theater. We're just going to watch it when it comes back at home. So we waited till the movie comes out at home on our little stick. So we just waited for it to be there. And I watched it at home. And uh, it was it was a decent movie. Honestly, Sonic. Uh, it would re- get really interesting, though, for the next one. Because they're going to bring Shadow in the third movie. So that's when I would say this is going to step up a bit. When Shadow comes in, in in the third episode or third movie, that will be fucking incredible. And hopefully they don't fuck that up. But this movie was alright. I mean, you, you get Knuckles here, you know, so you it get more uh, you get new characters, but you still don't have Amy um, here. You just still have Tails and Knuckles and Eggman. And I wish they kind of need to incorporate more characters. So hopefully in the third movie they can incorporate more. 
But the movie was I. My brother loved it, <laughs> but I was kind of like, eh. It's a kids movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on it, but it was a decent movie at best. So, don't know if I'll go back to it. Uh, next, I had Morbius. I actually finished it uh, two days ago. Uh, Morbius. Yeah, I wasn't really the biggest fan of it. I was really confused on like his anti-hero. Um, I mean, Morbius is a hero, right? But he's not uh, not a hero, a villain. But he kind of like is this character that really doesn't know his his um how do you say it like he just really is, he's not aware of what the hell's going on and some things just don't make sense i was kind of watching it and at, the, at some point i definitely did not pay attention because there was a part in like the middle where he was at the hospital and he was trying to yeah at that point it just got boring to me so i didn't really pay attention to the rest of the movie so honestly i can't tell you so much of what happened because at a certain point, I just did not even did not even care to know what the hell was going on. So, yeah. And also with that, even not me paying attention to the movie, I've already heard that people didn't fuck with the movie. It was really boring. Low reviews, 60, 16% Rotten Tomatoes, 36%. I don't really give a fuck about like the critics and stuff. But, I mean, it's... Uh, it, I don't know. I gotta rewatch it. But again, if I'm not really... I'm not really, you know, out there paying attention to the story from the first time I watched it. It really is just something not interesting for me. So I don't know. Uh, Morbius was like not that good from what I saw. There was definitely parts that I just didn't see because I didn't pay attention to it. But from what I saw, it was not really anything too fascinating. So that was that. another pretty shitty movie. But you know what? To be fair, I did fall asleep watching this. Uh, the Lost City. This is the one with uh, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt. This is uh, about these two motherfuckers. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Loretta. She's like this author that um, that goes on to like write novels that like um, it's like an adventure novel, and she covers like this about this guy, this model, or whatever. I forgot the nigga's name. Um, and then they they go on this adventure where Loretta gets like kidnapped by this billionaire. And then because this this billionaire wants her to like find this uh, treasure or some shit in this lost city. Uh, but then obviously a bunch of shit happened. Uh, so, you know, you can expect her to be free. The bully or the billionaire, the, the bad guy get, you know, defeated, not die, but like get defeated, you know, just lose in the end of the day. Doesn't get what he wants um, and then, you know, happily ever after. But I didn't, I watched maybe like, how long is the movie? The movie is like, how long is the movie? What the fuck? An hour, 52 minutes. I saw maybe like an hour of it. I, 50 minutes of it, I fell asleep. And that was kind of like in between. So, yeah. This one was all right, though. Can't, wasn't really a big fan of it either. So, yeah, kind of boring as well. Uh, Uncharted, uh, the movie with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, I thought it was kind of nice. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I did, I did fuck with it. I did fuck with it. Um, I've played the game before on PS3 um, a while ago, a while ago. So I kind of remember a little bit of like the the background and like the whole story behind it. Um, with uh, Scully and and the him trying to find this fortune from some. Um, 
adventurer and then this explorer, the, the, the Mark Wahlberg dude, he tries to find this treasure. It's kind of like the... It kind of reminds me a little bit of the other movie that I was just that I was mentioning, The Lost City, except uh, they just kind of find more treasure than than others. They kind of work together to find this this thing, but it was kind of it was kind of set up a little weird because at the end, I don't know what the hell was going on. I was kind of unaware of like what the hell was going on, but this one was uh, I'll say it was alright. It was definitely better than than the lost city in my opinion but this one was was not terrible but i i don't know if i'll go back to this one i'm not sure if i'll go back to this one um doctor strange i i did fuck with the new doctor strange movie uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness another good movie did, should definitely rewatch it um sucks to suck that wandavision is kind of the bad the bad guy of the of the movie in in, in a serious aspect but I did like how they kind of rearranged her character as well, not making her like a full full villain in this one. Um, and I think that I mean, when you watch a Doctor Strange movie, the animation and like the whole you know aesthetic of it is just crazy. You're just like, what the fuck? How do people even make movies like this? Hollywood is something different, right? But so that's always impressive with any Disney movie or you know Marvel movie specifically, obviously, and. Yeah, they. I think they killed it with this one. I think they really hit the hit the ball out of the park with this one. I, I I'm a big fan of it. I'm a, definitely a big fan of it. Uh, next we got the X movie. So this came out back in March 2012, not 2012, 2022. Uh, this is the one with Jenna Ortega and Kid Cudi and other people, of course. And um, I was going to give this movie a watch a while ago, but I kind of like forgot about it at some point. And I went back to it because it was on the stick. I'm like, okay. And I watched it today. It was a weird ass fucking movie. There was a lot of going on on this movie. So basically it's like these group of actors. They go to like Texas. I don't even know where they're at, but they go to like this area where, you know, it's 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 just lakes, the forest, trucks, the farm nearby. Like it's it's just like the most Friday the Thirteenth type of setup ever. You know, it's 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 one of those like yeah, you gotta have a water, you gotta have a body of water. You have to have a bunch of trees. You have to have a farm with cows. It's that type of atmosphere, right? And they're in this cabin. And they move by this cabin near, like, these old-ass people, which eventually those are the fucking pieces of shit in the movie. The bad, the bad, the bad people. The murderers, the killers, both of them. The grandma and the grandpa. And, you know, you got these group of actors that are just trying to make a living shooting uh, pornos. Because that was what they were doing. Literally the first half of the movie was just them shooting pornos. Kid Cudi was putting it in everybody in that household. He was he was doing his job. And that's all I had to say. And I was kind of confused because I had to make sure, wait, am I watching a fucking porno? Because they're making a movie in a movie. And they're making a porno in a movie. But I had to make sure, wait, what the fuck is this? Is this a horror movie? Yes, it is a horror movie. Eventually, after all the titties that you see on, your, on the first half of the movie, eventually... Everybody gets fucking murdered, pretty much, besides one character. So literally everybody dies, 
but one character. I'm not going to say the character that died or that didn't die. That's the only one that survived. But everybody else, everybody else survived. What the fuck did I just say? I, I am so stupid. I am so stupid, man. What is wrong with me? Anyways, you know what I mean. One person survived. Everybody else died. My brain just kind of took over right there. My apologies. Yeah, this is a weird movie, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> I was kind of, and, and bro, there were scenes where like, oh man, there was a scene where the where the two the two killers, the 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 grandparents were just Yeah, no, they were making love. They were legit. Nah, hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah. Watch the movie if you want to like see some disgusting shit, but also want to see titties, but also want to see Violence, I guess. I mean, there's so many other movies you could watch instead of this one for violence. But I guess if you want all three, then, I, then be my guest. If you like Kid Cudi, I guess watch it. That That's literally the only fucking reason why I even watched this movie. Because of Kid Cudi and Jenna. And then because on TikTok for, for months, people were talking about like this little scene where they... They they didn't... Well, they didn't show that they fucked. But that's that's what the whole thing was. That they did do it in the movie. But they didn't show it. Thank God, because I wouldn't have not wanted to watch Kit Cudi have, have you know, intercourse with, with Jen. You know, I wouldn't want to see that in a movie. And especially since, like, that is a big-ass gap. The man is 38, I think, and Jenna's, like, 19. So, mm, not illegal, but still kind of fucking weird. I would not want to see that anyways. But... You know, the movie, I guess, it was it was complicated. I didn't know what the... F you know, it's one of those movies you look at for the first time and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know. I might, like, I, I might be on the plane having a, you know, a fucking nightmare about this shit tonight. I don't know. I really don't know. But, um... <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, like, scary, though. It wasn't, like, something I was like, oh, shit! You can kind of expect it, but there was definitely violence. It's it's one of those like thrasher films, you know, from like the seventies or something. Very Friday the Thirteenth X inspired, except it's not all teenagers that are getting fucking murdered in like, uh, you know, a camp. I mean, pretty much everybody died, but one person. So I mean, I guess that's kind of the same thing. But yeah, no. Um. So yeah, the whole cast pretty much fucking got murdered, besides one character. But. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. Now, the last movie that I also watched today was Emergency. So, this was a new, um, this was a new movie that came out. Bro, this came out in January. No way, this came out in fucking January. This is this is this was what the fuck. This came out like May or something. No, this came out lots later. Okay, so it came out. In May. Okay, May 20th, 2022. That's when it came out. Okay. So yeah, uh, Amazon, this is a new this is a new uh, movie that they were showing on Prime Video. And, um, you know, I was just scrolling through, right? I was like, what the fuck should I find a watch? That was a, that was actually yesterday, but I was I watched the movie today. I saw it and I'm like, oh, emergency, what the fuck? And then I see like Sabrina Carpenter on like the on the poster, on the movie poster. And I'm like, oh, she's in this movie? Oh, shit. So I looked it up. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? And then I was kind of like, uh, 
partying, three college students return home. I'm like, I mean, fuck it. I'll watch it. She's in the movie. Why not? Whatever, blah. And to be honest with you, this is the best movie I've seen in the last, like, last week and a half. This was a really funny movie. This was a pretty good movie. Um, the whole premise of the movie was, was like, what? Uh, so basically, these two guys, high school, um, going, to gra- going to graduate soon in a couple months, plan to go to college, or at least one of them plan to go to college. Uh, they they go home to their little campus, not their campus, their little, to their house by the campus um, with their friend who was just there playing video games. And they found an unconscious uh, high school girl who was at a party, but accidentally in, in, invaded their house, um, was passed out in their living room. And so they, you know, had the whole plan to take her to the hospital or dump her at the party that she was at or call 911. You know, many ideas were flowing in their head. What the fuck are we going to do with this unconscious bitch on her room? You know, what the fuck are we going to do here? And so, yeah, things go crazy. They, you know, they, 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 they you know, the, 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 the smart one, I guess, the smart character, the, 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 the good boy, he's like, call 911. While the druggie and the cool kid or the bad kid or whatever is like, nah, why don't we just dump her what the fuck she was at? She was clearly got drunk. Let's take her back to that party that she was at because he recognized it from the ticket that she had. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they went on this whole you know, journey to try to take her to the hospital, but they obviously had pit stops and, you know, other shit in between. But I know I'm not explaining the movie very well. I'm just kind of explain, like explaining just a little bit of it. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. But let me just tell you the thing. After an epic night of partying, three college students return home to find an unconscious woman in their apartment where the police will suspect them of wrongdoing. They try to get the woman to safety without drawing suspicion. There you go. Beautifully. That little paragraph explained it all. I didn't have to talk at all. I could have just read the whole thing from the first time. But that was, yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. But I did like it. I, th- I did like the two uh, the two main characters. What were their names? RJ Seiler and Ronald Elise Watkins. Um, Sean and Cooney. Or Cooney. Cunley. Cunley. No, that's not how you say Cunley, Cunley, Calay, Calay. I don't know how to say his his character's name, but I actually liked it. It was pretty funny and everything. Um, quite an enjoyable movie. I actually might watch it again. It was actually not that bad for sure. Um, within the first three minutes of the movie, you get off topic because like the first what does it start the 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 first three minutes of the movie starts off with with. With this fucking teacher talking about the N-word, like, in class. Like, that was... That started off the whole movie. Oh, they're in school. Blah, blah, blah. Get in class. Teacher. Hey, guys. So, today we're going to learn about this word, right? And it's the N-word. And so, you know. So, yeah. Highly recommend the movie if you want to watch it. Um, Not a bad movie at all. All right. Now, let's get into music. Let's go talk about some albums that dropped. I... I believe I heard like what four albums this week. So yeah, first to start off with West Side Boogie, he dropped an album called More Black Superheroes, 12 tracks. Um yeah, about like 35 minutes long, 36 minutes long, I believe. 
Um, decent project. Uh, some pretty good features there. We had a Storm Field. We had a Dram, Tito Touchdown, and Smino. Uh, pretty decent project. Uh, you know, streaming-wise, it's doing okay. My favorite songs, though, I think would probably be Nonchalant, I, uh, Can't Get Over You, and Windsor Down, Windows Down with Snoop Dogg. So, yeah, pretty good tracks. Nothing, nothing too crazy, though. This album was, was not that bad. I just, I don't know if I really enjoyed it that much from the first, from the, from first listen, because I did like his uh, previous album, Everything's For Sale, back in 2019. Yeah, I did like that album a lot, with the Eminem feature, with the Black feature, with the J.I.D. feature, yeah. He killed it with that album. But um, with this one, I thought it was all, all right. A little bit, you know, more laid back. A lot of little less bangers. Kind of focused more on his, like, uh, on his more of, like, his flow and his technical ability. But not a bad project. I'll definitely go back to it. Um, next, we had also had Kevin Gates drop an album. I forgot what the album was called. Kaza. It was like 18 tracks, 19 tracks, and it was like 58 minutes long. Decent album. I haven't really gone back to it. I didn't really pay attention too much on it. I was just kind of listening to it. Not like just hearing it. I wasn't even listening to it. I was just kind of hearing it a little bit. Um, I wasn't really too like, focused on it too much. Um, Decent album, though. Just I don't know if I'll really listen, go back to it like that. Uh, next, we got Logic. Logic with Vinyl Days, man. Vinyl Days, an album that I was expecting this year to become one of the best albums of the year. With 30 songs, though, I was kind of like, oh, shit, you're taking a huge risk here. But I really do like how the album is like progresses. With all the skits and the songs that are in this album that like it sequels and everything, and it progresses, it's actually really fucking good. Um, I'm a big fan of how the track list is constructed. Like Tetris, one of my favorite trung, uh, songs on the album. Decades, Black White Boy is a banger. Um, Bleed It was good. Uh, Cloud, Therapy Music with Russ is definitely one of the best songs on the album. Breath Control, underrated as well. Nardwa was cool. Kick Style, 10 Years, Orville, uh, Car like the vi Vinyl Days. Like I think... All the songs here, I might go back to. And the skits, I'll probably just like, you know, not really go back to it. The skits were not bad, though. I think the skits were were perfect to kind of like introduce and kind of lay out and to lead you to the next part of the song or to the next song. But there's just so many of them, man. There's, I, I, I don't think there's really need for so many of these skits to kind of fit. Some of them, a lot of them do fit and everything, but with 30 tracks... It was kind of like you're over, you're pushing it a little bit, but at least when he just kind of overflowed it with half skits and then half tracks, it really isn't that much of a big deal. I mean, there's more songs than skits on the album, and there's a lot of short two-minute, three-minute songs, and even one-and-a-half-minute songs. While there's only like two songs, I believe, that are like four minutes long, um, well, actually two. Well, three, because one of them is ten minutes long, and that's the, the outro track, Sayonara. But he's, you know, it's kind of like his last call, just like shouting out everybody and, um, you know, just doing his little thing. But overall, from first listen, it was a really good experience. The songs were good. 
I liked pretty much every song. I can't say that I can't like remember. I gotta look. I've only heard it twice, but from all, all the songs that I've heard and revisit to, they were actually like not bad at all. Like they were really good songs. Can't complain too much about it. And to be honest with you, that thing is definitely one of the best albums of the year. This is this is gonna go in like the great category. Like this is a great album. Like he killed it, man. He continued with like that sound that Logic is just really fucking good at. Um, with that boom bap shit, and he just continues rocking that shit, and he's been doing it, for, you know, his for his whole career. But Bobby Tarantino didn't really follow that too well, uh, with the third installment that came out last year. But with no pressure, that came out in twenty twenty. That was a phenomenal album, you know. And and he's also gonna be dropping College Park at some point, which is another album that we should be waiting for. And that that's going to be a lot of surprises. We'll have to wait and see on that. But for Logic this year to drop a 30-track album, even with a bunch of skits, I think it's pretty impressive how he keeps us still cohesive and still, like, very consistent. And, I mean, to make an album like this, it, it could probably take a while, but it didn't really take him that long to drop an album like this, you know? So, shout out to Logic, man. Even though, he, yes, he does have some misses... He has a lot of misses, especially from like two of his albums. But man, the, these last couple albums have actually been hitting really fucking good, man. Um, I'm telling you, if 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 he didn't have Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, uh, maybe even the Supermarket album, fuck it, I'll include the Supermarket album. If he didn't have uh, Bobby Tarantino 3 as well, besides like two, three tracks, this man would have a flawless like discography, man. Incredible True Story, Bobby Tarantino, the first one. Everybody's a good album. Bobby Tarantino 2 is a great album. Young Sinatra 4, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Can Suck a Dick. No Pressure, Incredible. And then Vinyl Days is a great album. Like, man, besides two albums, this man has a very good discography. Like, And people still don't give Logic his credit. This man is really fucking good at his job, man. And I'm glad that he's not retired. It was just kind of a little break thing, but not really, because he's still dropping an album every single year. Uh, speaking to an artist that literally drops every single year and has not missed a year without dropping since 2014, we got Drake. Because Drake hit us with the, yo, I'm dropping tonight, motherfuckers. On f Thursday night at like 6 p.m., he hit us with the, yup. I'm going to drop tonight, y'all. So be ready. Be ready. So I was just like, wow, we're getting new fucking Drake tonight. Oh, man, this is going to be fucking insane. There's no way. There's no fucking way. And, well, he did drop. Honestly, never mind. His seventh studio album, not a little mixtape that a lot of people rumored that he was going to drop a little summer mixtape. Um, He dropped a full-length EP. LP, not LP, uh, EP, LP, uh, 14 tracks, and you know, this is something different, this is something out of the box, this is something um, that a lot of people were not expecting, obviously, just by the the listen of throughout the album and everything, a lot of people expected this to be a full rap album, or a full R&B album, or just the mix half and half thing, well, this album is a, is a dance album. It's a it's a dance album. Literally every song is a song that you go to the club and just dance to. Um, a lot of people saying it sounds like H and M music, Forever Twenty One music, Macy's music, 
Especially that song, Massive, which is like the one song that specifically like really sounds like mall music as what, you know, his haters and even some of his fans are saying about the album. Now, look, from first listen, 14 tracks, first listen, the very first listen to this album, I was very disappointed. I did not like the album from first listen at all. Like literally two tracks. Jimmy Cooks, which is the only rap album on the uh, rap song on the album and with the only feature with 21 fucking song of the year amazing song fucking bet even better than knife talk from last year song of the fucking year right here or top five whatever jimmy cooks incredible drake spazzed 21 spazzed they both fucking killed it on this one so jimmy cooks is a great outro to the sound but it completely does not fit on the album because literally 13 dance records and then the last one is it's just a rap song like oh here i give you 13 club songs i'm gonna give you a, a banger you know i'm gonna give you a, a you know not a not a little dancey dance song i'm gonna give you a whole fucking banger right here a street anthem if you know if if this is what's gonna be played there you know and that was awesome but what about the rest of the album the other 13 tracks Falling Back was probably the only song I went back to, and it was only because of the first half. A lot of songs on this album were super repetitive. The hooks were bad. His vocal, like Drake's vocal performances were super weird. At a lot of songs, man, they were so off-putting. Um, you know, with the, the 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 production was cool. I never really had a problem with the production in the album. I thought it was cool. Didn't really mind it at all. But, man, like, there was really, like, this, like the sample on Currents, like, the bed squeaking and stuff. I got used to it, but I still think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty shitty sample. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, out of anything you could have sampled, you'd sample the fucking bed squeaking. Like, it's kind of like, nah, like, what the fuck? But whatever. Uh, a lot of songs, he just, he follows too lazy on, like, the hook and stuff. Like, Falling Back... I think I enjoy the first half of it because, you know, he gets in the hook and then he gets into the verse or whatever. But then for like the last two minutes of the song, he's just saying the same thing 15 times. And each time his voice is like getting higher and higher and higher. And it's like, like, or not higher and higher. It's getting like lower and lower. Like he's like, please will he be falling back on me? Like, it's just... I, I don't know. And liability. <sighs> wow. Um, yeah. Liability is the worst song Drake has put out in maybe. <sighs> maybe ever, man. Like literally liability has the pos possibility to be one of Drake's worst songs ever. That song is pure ass. Terrible, man. What the fuck was he doing with his vocal... Bro, his vocals were so shit. It kind of reminded me of uh, Kill Edward from the uh, from the J. Cole album, The Fall Off, with like his little uh, voice, with his deep-ass voice thing. It sounded just like that, except they added like reverb, and it's it's like the slowed and reverbed edition. He just did that as like the part of the song to blend in with like the hook and stuff, but it just sounded so fucking terrible. That didn't even sound like Drake, even if he did a deep voice, 
Like, no, man. It was terrible, man. The other songs were, like, either trash, skips, or just, like, very, very mid. Like, just not even songs that I would even go back to. Now, A Keeper and Sticky have grown on me, but that was after the first listen. Like, the third listen, I say yes, it's now a, a part of my rotation, I guess. But 14 tracks and only four songs hit. Falling Back, A Keeper, Sticky, and Jimmy Cooks. That's it. Four out of 14, man. That's not good, man. And I and I want the, I want this album to, to age well for me personally. Because clearly a lot of people are not liking this album. Because people were like complaining. Hey, what the fuck? You didn't drop a full rap album? No, this shit is ass. We want you to, you know, do that. Do this and that. Well... On CLB, people were complaining. Well, you, bro, you gotta stop doing the same thing, man. You gotta, you gotta change it up. You gotta, I don't know, do something different, man. Because you always be putting out the same shit all the time. All right, bet I'm gonna do something completely fucking different. And he drops this, and people are like, Nah, man, go back to that rap shit. Don't go back to that singing shit. Nah, don't, don't even put this shit out. So Neil Day, look, I'm not here to talk about the haters so much because they're just not gonna be. Uh, they're not, you know, they're they're not, they're never gonna make up their mind on anything, you know. They're very insecure people, um, about the album and whatever you think about it, whether you think it's good, whether you think it's ass, whether you think it's mid or whatever, that's fine. I think it's, I think it's like bad, almost to like, because the thing is for Drake, this is a bad album for Drake standards. This is this is a pretty bad album, man. And when I'm saying Drake standards, like. I expect so much better than this, man. This is probably Drake's worst album. And, you know, it's like a 4 out of 10, in my opinion. I don't think this is a really good album. It doesn't have a lot of replay value to me at all, besides four songs, you know? I don't know if any other other... I don't know if any other... What the fuck? I can't even speak. I don't know if any other of the 10 tracks that I don't go back to will grow on me at some point, but... Right now, it's, it's Drake's worst album so far. That's how I'm feeling right now. I know it's too early to rank this album in his in this discography, blah, blah, blah. But at the moment, that's just how I feel. I think just from first listen, this is definitely up there as his worst. Because Scorpion, okay, it was a little disappointing, but still a lot of bangers. CLB. I thought it was a good album, a little bit mid, but it was not. A, it was it was a pretty enjoyable. I still go back to Cob to this day, so clearly I still enjoy the album overall. This album, though, I don't know, man. I I'm not gonna go back to this album like that. And again, I want to let this know. It's not because it's a dance album why I don't like the album. I appreciate Drake for putting his artistry and just you know having the audacity to just put out whatever the fuck he wants. He's not forced to make another rap album, another R&B album if he wants to, just because the fans want it, just because everybody, you know, he wants to do his own thing, right? And he worked with producers who work specifically that makes this type of music and stuff. And, you know, that's good for him. And I can respect him for always going out of the box and doing that. I can respect any artist from doing that. But just because they think of something out of the box or they do something out of their comfort zone, for the first time, that doesn't automatically translate like it's going to be good, you know? 
And again, I don't listen to dance music like that, so I can't tell you if this is a good representation or not. But this album was alright. Alright? So, to be honest, never mind. But anyways, thank you guys for watching this or listening to this episode. I appreciate it. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.